I assume what the person meant when they asked me this was not uh, uh, kashras. Okay, look for an OU, look for some, uh, some symbol on the package. We'll talk about the halachas of brachos. What is the bracha that you make on, or how is the, the bracha made on gum, or maybe there's no bracha at all. Uh, and that was actually a discussion. Uh, there is one opinion in the postgame. Uh, I would say it's uh, by far the minority, um, but uh, a suggestion that maybe there's no bracha on gum because you don't actually ingest it in the same way that you would normally ingest food. The analog that the postkim uh, point to, Rabbi Yosef and others, uh, is in Simon Rage Bays, where the uh, Machaber talks about sugar. And uh, in earlier times, they didn't have uh, nicely processed uh, cubes or uh, granules, um, but uh, you'd get sugar by sucking it out of a sugar cane. And uh, the Shulchan uh, the says, if you actually put your mouth to the sugar cane and you suck it out, you would have to make a bracha. Uh, even though it's Eitz Ba'alma, the, the item itself, where it's coming from, is not a food. You wouldn't make a bracha if you ate a piece of wood. Um, and you can't, you can't eat it. But the masikas that comes out is, is, uh, is fit for making a bracha on. Chai Adam says that the same thing uh, would apply to any, any food item or even non-food item where you suck out the juice or, or the taste. That's, uh, that, that's what we can derive from the, the sugar cane story, um, which is important because there's another analog that we could have uh, brought into the, uh, into the mix that may have led you to the opposite conclusion, and that is what we find in Simon Reish Yud, HaToim HaTavshil. There's two opinions in the Shulchan Aruch, but it comes from a Gemara the beginning of Brachos, as to whether or not a person needs to make a bracha if they're just tasting the food, to see if it needs salt or uh, you know other ingredients as you're you're preparing it uh, for Shabbos, whatever it happens to be. So uh, the the Mechaber actually first brings an opinion that you can eat and swallow up to Revius. Okay, take a nice gazunta uh, to from the Cholent Friday afternoon just to see if it tastes uh, okay, and uh, and you wouldn't have to make a bracha uh, as long as you didn't have more than Revius, a few ounces. The second opinion of the Shulchan Aruch is that if you swallow anything, uh, at least uh, on purpose for sure. Um, the, uh, that would not be okay. You'd have to spit it out, okay? But in either case, the, the idea is I only intend to, to take the taste from the food, not the food itself. I don't want, uh, I don't want, to, I don't want to eat the food. I'm only, I have a kavana, which is purely for the, uh, the purposes of seeing if it's, uh, you know, if it's good, if I need to add something to it. Um, and that loves you don't make a bracha in that case, okay? There's actually an application uh, for a tinus. Let's say someone is preparing food, uh, to be eaten after the fast day, if it's purely for the intention of, of tasting, make sure that uh, it's, it, it's delicious for, uh, for the, all those breaking the fast. Uh, in, in many circumstances, similar to the ones we're describing, a bracha does not need to be said. But we're not going to get into that right now. What's fascinating happens to be on, on the Mishaburah at the bottom of uh, the page uh, in that uh, conversation is something which hopefully is uh, not so relevant anymore, but uh, the Mishaburah brings Osen Shenosen Esiv Shekorim Tabak, Lesoshfoferis. Those who take a little bit of an herb known as tobacco and they put it in a, a tube, like a pipe, and they light it and they, they suck in, they inhale the smoke. So the Magad Ram wants to know, is that, like, is that like tasting and spitting it out? Again, you're not actually taking any food stuff, which is what we're, we're describing, but the taste uh, you know, does, does stick around. Um, so, the uh, uh, the consensus of the postman is that you don't make a bracha of like a shahakal. What I, I don't even know what you make on, on, on the uh, tabak, even though you are... Oh, so there's a separate discussion about the smell. But the accepted opinion is that uh, we wouldn't make a, a bracha on the smell because for the most part, and I'm really not a connoisseur over here, so uh, you have to ask your local Orthodox connoisseur, but 
There's some who say that uh, it's very unorthodox to, uh, to be into smoking because it damages your health. And that's, that's one of the private reasons the more contemporary poskim reject the notion of making a bracha on tobacco because it harms you. It's, uh, it's, it's really very detrimental to your health at the Surgeon General. But as far as the smell is concerned, it could be that the actual reyach of the tobacco is, is terrible. And we know from a you know, regular cigarette, you walk by someone uh, smoking, it's a terrible smell. The, whatever flavors and smells, aromas they put into the tobacco uh, is really just to take away the, the harmful, you know, or lack of aroma. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think it's going to make any difference. Um, there's even, even more reason not to make a bracha because as far as I know, that's all, that's all chemically derived. That's, that's artificial. Um, which plays into question of Chanel number five, which is primarily artificial uh, fragrances. Don't tell the women. Um, but uh, the discussion about that bracha, I have to say for another opportunity. Uh, but um, as far as this is concerned, so uh, the, the tobacco, the Akram say you don't make a bracha. I seem to remember that the Bnei Yisachar, uh wrote in his tzava, in his instructions to his children uh, before he died, that they should make a bracha on something else like, uh, you know, have a drink of, uh, I don't know, orange juice, whatever, make a shahakal before you smoke. I don't know if he was choshish, or he just wanted to make sure that uh, it's somehow covered. There, there was other Rebbes who, uh, you know, they, along similar lines, you know, they would go to the mountains to get the fresh air. It was very popular, uh, you know, uh, vacation destinations uh, in Europe and beautiful, beautiful sight outside that did not qualify for a bracha on its own. You know, they would, they would recommend make a bracha on some, uh, something to eat and then go out and, and behold the beautiful view. But uh, we're already a little bit off topic over here. But, but that, that would have been a paradigm, perhaps, where you're not actually ingesting any food, any real food, but the smell is, or the tom is still entering your body. So there you don't make a bracha. But uh, the accepted opinion, as I said before, Rabbi Yosef and others say that practically, if you chew gum, so you, you're not just sucking, uh, sucking some, some uh, kiua, which is like almost an intangible, but when you bite into bazooka, so there are juices that's, that's full of sugar and actually goes down your throat. The Gemara says that the primary standard for hana, uh, the benefit that requires a bracha, is hanas me'ayim, has to enter your, your system, your internal system. If it's just uh, you know, on, on your, your palate, that might not uh, call for a bracha. That's a discussion. Um, but, but here you actually are going to ingest the, the juices that, that go down your throat. So for sure you have to make a bracha before it. More, more uh, I think, uh, um, uh, uh, interesting for our purposes is, is what about if a person is, is eating is chewing gum and moving, okay? Uh, we know there's a whole, uh, whole uh, discussion in the halacha as far as shino and makam is concerned. If you, if you, you start uh, eating something in one place and go somewhere else, sometimes leaving the building would require new bracha. Sometimes it wouldn't, depending on what the food is. But let's say an apple, something that's of a borena fashos, bracha achrona, like an apple or fruit, uh, without any question, if I take a bite of the apple here and then I decide to go across the street, then I would have to make a brand new bracha as soon as I leave the building. Or if I go out and I come back in again, I have to make a new bracha when I come in because leaving the building is a shinim makom. The only exception to that would be, uh, I don't want to say the only exception, there's a whole sugya, but, but the, the, a common exception to that would be, let's say I'm, I'm going on a trip. I'm getting in the car and I'm on my way to work and I pick up my apple, which is going to be my, uh, my breakfast, my snack, and I make a bracha, bori pri eights, with intention that I'm not, you know, being koveya makom, that, that, that in my house, that's my, uh, where, where I'm dining, where I'm eating. I already have in mind that uh, I'm on the road. So then, I haven't defined my mukum as the house. My mukum is is everywhere. It's uh, you know it's in transit. So therefore, I can I can continue eating where I left off uh, along the way.
But if that wasn't my intention originally, and, and that's probably not the intention, a person puts, a, you know, puts in a piece of gum, and then you know, they go here, they, get, they go there, they walk outside. So at first glance, that would require a bracha when you leave the room. We leave, I'm sorry, when you leave the building. So Ramosha Feinstein, although not all agree to this, Ramosha Feinstein has a chupa where he says, as long as bite number one, bite number two, I guess you know, he's talking, it doesn't have to be a, a chewing gum per se. It could be, it could be something else. Uh, where, where there's individual bites. But let's, let's just talk about the chews of the gum from one to the next, as long as a, a span of tokadi dibor does not elapse. Okay, a few seconds, two seconds, three seconds between one chew or one swallow of the taste of the gum and the next, uh, then, uh, then no new bracha would be necessary. It's a, it's a big chiddush because Moshe is saying that even though objectively being in a different location requires a new bracha, but the, you can bridge the gap between one, one location and the next if you're eating consistently uh, as you travel. Finally, the last uh, question would be the bracha achrona. And I think uh, there's really no question if you chew gum, so sachakol, how much are you actually, uh, is actually going down your throat? Very little. And even if it did add, uh, add up to, uh, to a requisite quantity, it's over a long stretch of time. And we know that uh, for bracha achrona, you have to have a kazayas, the same amount of time you have to eat the matzah, it has to be, has to be a, over a span of time where we can look at the beginning of the eating and the end of the eating as, a, as one continuum, and that's generally not present uh, when, you're, when you're chewing gum over a span of time.